0: Bienvenidos de nuevo Ultimate Playlist Podcast Choice Tracks. <laughs> Soy hoy Taj.
1: Muy Choice Track.
0: Muy Choice Track.
1: I think this is part where I say I'm Brandon.
2: <laughs> exactly. Are you are you really? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm Damon.
3: Me llamo Dietrich. <laughs> Very good, <laughs> d and, <this, yeah>. gotcha.
0: <laughs> and this is Trace Tracks, um, where uh, we take sure? a... Yeah, th- <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm positive this is Trace Tracks. This is what Isn't we like, do. The uh, Zorro world? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we do a side A, where we have a theme, and um, then we do a side B, where we do a full album kind of review that we introduce the other uh, hosts to. Um, so, let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. Right. Or, uh. <laughs> exactly. So, um, this week's uh, theme is uh, bilingual. So, we were originally trying to go for any song that had two different languages in it. We didn't have any stipulations on it. Um, I'm just going to be spoiler alert. We all ended up picking Spanish. <laughs> so um but you know
3: it kind of makes sense we're all in the southwest so yeah yeah right give us a little bit of credit come on (laughs) exactly
0: when plus plus i think when you say bilingual sometimes it has that secret connotation especially in the united states that you assume uh, english and spanish but i'm not positive on that but you know it shouldn't be but sometimes anyways Pretty pretty much So, um, we're going to go ahead and, and jump into it. So I picked a, um, a track that was actually written in Spanish. And then, uh, pretty much three months later, uh, some, uh, was approached by a Canadian person <laughs> to do a remix of it. And so this track, it's, I mean, f- I'm not sure about Brandon because I know this is one of those that was on the radio nonstop. Like you, like you heard this when they originally came out and then you heard the remix like right away. And, and you can tell, especially since it was, uh, three months later, uh, and so this came out in April of 2017, and so the song I picked is Despacito, uh, written um, or sung by uh, Luis uh, Fonse and um, of course the remix has Justin Bieber. So, um, and so that's the uh, the one I picked because that's the one that's bilingual. So Despacito with Justin Bieber. <laughs> so um this song, I mean it's it's uh you know, it was interesting because this is one of those like uh ones where like Justin kind this was after his Weird traffic accident where somebody died, I think. And after his breakup with Selena, so this is like him, like kind of making somewhat of a comeback. <laughs> so, um, but this song, um, I don't know, I, I like it a lot. So, I, I think it was it was worthy of it, and so plus it, it was it was interesting. So, what did you guys think? When was it released again? Uh, April of two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah.
3: So, uh, so i'll go ahead and jump in there um this song got on my damn nerve um, <laughs> i'm just gonna throw it out there the reason being is because uh september uh no no no, no, no take it back take it back uh february 17. we're doing the math no, the one i am february of 18. i went on a cruise with my wife okay um and we went to, uh, you know, Cozumel and, and, and had a great time there. And then we went to Progreso. Shout out to Progreso. Um, got there. Everybody was trying to sell me some kind of hat or some kind of backpack or something like that. But we went to this little cantina at the end of the road and got some nachos and a couple of tacos. And I remember the bill coming out to being 4,400 pesos, which I had to remember how much U.S. dollar is over the pesos. So I was like, oh, OK, heartbeat kind of came back down a little bit. But the reason why I remember it so much is because they had a DJ and the DJ must have gone on break or lunch during that time because they literally played this song 12 times back <laughs> to back <laughs> they Swore he had the song on repeat. And literally just left it there. But no, he played the original version and then the Justin Bieber version and then kept it on the Justin Bieber version for four times and then went back to the original version and then went back to the Justin Bieber version. Twelve times. By the twelfth time, I literally tried to pay the bill as quick as I could and get up out of there because I was tired of hearing that song. And the fact that you brought it up brought all that back to my memory of exactly why I hated that damn song to deal with. It was infectious. It was a great little hit, but I cannot stand it. So for that, I give you an F. Sorry. So,
0: so it's a good thing I'm living in a different state right now. Is what you're saying?
3: Oh, I just throw eggs at your house, bro. I'm, I'm dead ass serious right now. <laughs> For real, for real. Like, that is one of those most irritating songs just because how much Radio Flake it got that I literally cut off the radio because there was no reason for me to listen to it anymore because that (laughs) and three other songs were in rotation. I was like, I'm done. Right. So
0: Okay. So what did you guys think
1: uh,
3: um so uh
1: i yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm not i'm not big into dance music and this definitely feels like a dance song maybe because it's a remix i don't know i haven't heard the original um i'm not really uh i'm not really a, a believer um <laughs> <or> whatever <laughs> they're called <laughs> so you know um, So so yeah, you know you're like, believer. If, if, if you are not a fan of like Justin Bieber and you're not a fan of dance music, but you try to listen to it with like an open ear, you know, kind of like if you're not a fan of certain kind of movies, you know, or like if it's a, like a bad B movie, you have to rate it differently. Right. right. And so I'm going to, I'm trying to rate it differently because I know it's not really my cup of tea. Um, and I guess if, if you like dance music and you like Justin Bieber, then, I guess it's a good song for that. Um, but it is definitely not a song I'm ever going to listen to again. Um, I, and I've never heard of the, the main artist. Um, so I don't really have, I don't have an opinion one way or the other, uh, about him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, you picked a song and it works for the theme. <laughs> like and this. that's all I got to say about that. <laughs>
0: i hear you i hear you okay
2: yeah it's like uh, i i don't know where where would i be listening to this on maybe in the a shopping mall an uber um an elevator know, like, an elevator uh going to court i don't know like so this is like yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty good beat it doesn't sound bad really i just like i have a hard time when i can't understand the shit they're saying <laughs> like i don't know what you're saying uh oh baby yeah 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 like that's that's what i got out of that but i think for the most part it's a good beat you know good vibe good beat Justin bieber did make comeback at one point after like his you know i think he had a lot of like crazy shit going on in the in the public eye on purpose i think and then now he's you know he's featured on like big songs um, the fact that they picked Justin Bieber to be on it, I don't know if their record label forced them to do that or if they just really like him. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I guess he just, like, kind of fits that bill. But, like, Louis, Louis, was it Louis Fonsi? Right. Louis yeah. Fonsi? Louis yeah, he's got, him. like, uh, you know, like, the tattoo cover the cover has got him with like a tattoo and he's got like this kind of modernized like you know hair like like I want hair like that that's how good his hair looks I think he could be a model for like those hair cutting books you know yeah I was like looking through those and I'm like I can't look like that but uh other than that yeah I probably you know I, I don't think I'd be dancing to this but I could see where people would it would be like a specific bar or club where they're dancing like you know uh, Whatever <laughs> Not me I would look like an asshole
0: so. Yeah do. And, and yeah. There may be a song that was before this But I kind of feel like Despacito kind of started The, the trend of There would be a Spanish summer song Because after this You at least had Havana You had uh, Senorita You had it, it seems like every summer there's one Spanish song That makes it during this yeah. Uh, during the oh, summer. Yeah. And, and, I to, and I may be wrong, but I think Despacito kind of started that trend recently. But I may be wrong. I think so, that's like... Or maybe, well, because it's hard to say because Rigatón started like, but Rigatón, I don't know. <laughs> it, sometimes it's a regional thing <laughs> that you just notice it more based off of different regions. But yeah yeah
3: put it like this reggaeton been around for a good minute and yeah. um you know you had don omar you've got uh daddy yankee uh you know this this is kind of it didn't fit into the fold necessarily this was like the pop version of that but even still like that that whole latin sound was already in the comeback and it just came back harder and faster and caught up with with the new wave of beats and how they're made and and it literally took out its own form uh in music so yeah the first Far as the bilingual side of it coming into a mix, it I mean, it was pretty much there from their own individual artists, but then when they start bringing in other big artists like Justin Bieber, Beyonce, Drake, all those artists, then it became a whole other situation. Cardi B took it to the next level when she put Bad Bunny on a mix, and it was just like, wow, from there. So,
2: yeah, so. and I didn't get any of that out of this. All I got was like, I picture like a hotel commercial or a commercial for like Corona's, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe some like perfume or something. But I mean, I I just don't. I can't. Like, I don't know what he's saying. Like, I could do the homework and learn Spanish. But I don't think I'm going to do that oh. uh, Maybe I'll learn Spanish I don't know yeah. I think I took one Spanish class when I was little
0: But maybe you're just about to feel what he's think, You know Not-
2: Yeah <laughs> I mean my grandfather was born in Mexico So I should probably get into
0: my roots a little bit But I don't think it's going to be through Luis Fonsi but- <laughs> Gotcha <laughs> Okay <laughs> So all right So we'll go and go to the next person So uh, I already picked So uh, Damon what, what did you what did you have for us? <laughs>
2: I picked a a band that's local in Texas. And I I knew these guys from when I first moved here. So kind of like gravitated towards the music a little bit, heard a lot on the radio. And it was my impression of like Texas music and the local scene. Lonely Boys is the band. And the song was a huge hit called Heaven. So that's that's why I picked them, though, because I remember them from like you know when that first came out, and that was when I first close to when I first moved to Austin. So it's like my younger days, my impression of you know the music scene and stuff like that. I didn't really hear a lot of bands like this in upstate New York. So, but yeah, Heaven's a great song and they you know they 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 started out with i think he's speaking spanish in like one word but then he like most of it's in english and then there's like a line at the end uh where he speaks spanish but yeah, yeah it's a fun jam band you know and they do it they do like a bilingual uh music on their album too so but yeah i thought that was a pretty good song but you guys think of Los lonely boys in heaven i know it's very much so number one hit you know it might be like everybody fucking hates it <laughs> <laughs> because what's, it was overplayed, you know.
0: Well, what, here's what's crazy, like cuz I was trying to find so I did research, right? And uh for for trying to find the song. So I was trying to do different languages and I tried to do Spanish bilingual songs and I specifically look up for like songs that were bilingual and for some reason this song never came up and i'm kind of like jealous because when you pick this it's like this is kind of what i was going for (laughs) but i ended up with despacito (laughs) but it was like this is you know a a really good song the the one thing like you said it is mostly in english and and then and maybe something just about the lyrics itself but like when the spanish comes in like you I think your brain just kind of turns off and you replace it with the English. <laughs> like you don't know this Spanish when he, when he sings it. So, but yeah, but I, I did like it for sure. I think it was a really good pick and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous, but yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah, they're well, okay. So they're also, I mean, they're still playing, but like for me, I think it was like only a couple of years before I moved here is when they mm-hmm. formed um, in the nineties. So that's uh. It's another 90s pick. I gravitate <laughs> to my 90s. <laughs> You're right.
1: <laughs> well, this song's not from the 90s, though. So
2: no, well, the All band. Right. It's another band that started in the 90s. This song isn't oh, from okay. the 90s, but oh, okay. I gravitate to the bands that really... Got their time, and they started in the '90s. But yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. So yeah, okay. when you when you picked a song, for yeah. some reason, I completely forgot about this band and the uh, and the song because I mean the song was everywhere, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why does this band sound so familiar? I, you know, I just, I I guess because they haven't been, they haven't had a hit in forever. And I, I just, I forgot that the band was, was, uh, was around. Um, so yeah, when I started listening to it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I remember this song. Yeah. This song was everywhere. Um, and then when I was listening to it, I was like, like, I don't remember there being Spanish in the song. And then, like, I kept waiting while I was listening to it. I'm like, is there Spanish in the song? And I had to scroll down to the lyrics on Spotify because I'm like, is it ever going to happen? Yeah. And, and then it does. It does. As I
2: was like, he does start off with, he speaks Spanish like one word, and then there's like the a yeah. whole, the whole verse. But,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taj said we couldn't do tequila. And I'm like, wait, what about Damon's song? Is there Spanish in this song? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> nice try. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's a good song. I, it definitely was overplayed, for sure um you know oh. it, it just it was everywhere but it's not a bad song i i it is good um but yeah like i said i completely forgot about the band and i completely forgot about the song and um but yeah yeah it 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 uh, it's yeah it's a good choice i enjoy it
2: nice and, and yeah this was self-titled most lonely boys the album 2004 so but yeah, the Lonely Boys' album, like thats this is probably their biggest hit album, I think. Um, and I, you know, we talked about one-hit wonders. I don't think they're a one-hit wonder, but I think this this song kinda is like that, um, especially for this album. It's the one that stands out the most for me. So
3: yeah, um, I'm pretty much on on the fence of if there was ever anything that you could do to like just skate by, this would be the skate by song on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll uh be- I was like I remember the band I definitely remember the song I did not remember that it was Spanish on it it totally threw me off and then when I went back and listened to it I was like oh shit I'm glad I didn't put no money on that because I sure would have lost and would have had to run through the woods naked or something kind of crazy <laughs> stuff in order to go along with that so um I mean it's, it's still a German song man. I love Los lovely Boys a uh, shout out to them I love the fact that you know we have artists that, that are local that can hit that big time scene and, and out of somewhere that you just don't expect it and then it just creates their own eclectic sound so um they definitely did that they're still holding it down and, and yeah it was a great choice on, the, on that aspect but out to the local boys yeah yep. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so okay so we're gonna go ahead and go to brandon next
1: yeah, so uh, I was trying to pick a song, and and there were a few that 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 came to mind right away, and I went to go back to listen to it. I'm like, oh wait, the song's all in Spanish. I don't think that counts, so I can't do that. And then I thought, okay, save those for later when we do a <laughs> Spanish song. Um, but yeah, and then I thought I was going to go with something else, and then I there was a there, there was a memory that that snuck up on me, and then I'm like, why didn't I think of that right away? So the song I picked uh, was called Más y Más by Los Lobos. Uh And this is from their 1996 album, Colossal Head. the memory that I have of it was, I became a fan of Los Lobos after I saw the film Desperado from 1995. And they had a bunch of songs in there and they did some of the score for Desperado. And I was uh, a big fan of that movie. And I had that soundtrack and I played the crap out of that soundtrack on my CD. Uh, still a big fan of Desperado, still a big fan of that soundtrack and um and so when this album came out in 1996 which i think was in march 96 um i knew that the album was coming out and i went to my local circuit city in fort worth (laughs) and uh and i picked it up on opening day and i love this album ever since and the song that I really, really liked and still resonates is the choice track, the Mossy Moss, that I did here. Um, you know, Los Lobos, I think we talked a little bit about them when we were talking about the movie La Bamba. Um, they are from East L.A. and they were formed in 1973. This album was was uh, critically uh, well received. But for some reason, their Warner Brothers dropped them after this album, which I think is BS. Uh, but anyway, the song is great. Um, definitely fits the, the criteria for the, the theme. Um, I just, I, I love the vocals on it. I love the instruments. It just, I don't know. It just, it rocks. Los Lobos rocks. Um, so yeah, that was my, my choice is, uh, Masi Mas by Los Lobos.
0: Yeah, no for, for sure, Brandon. You picked the most rock, rocking song <laughs> of the four. Like yours totally rocks. And um I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar with Los Lobos, uh, but uh yeah, and I hadn't heard the song before. I, I know I've seen Desperado, but I don't I didn't have that soundtrack, but but yeah, so but this song, like I liked it a lot. It was really good. You're like, all right, I see where you're going. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, and it meets the criteria for sure. So, but yeah, I enjoyed it.
3: So cool. Nice. No, it definitely meets the criteria. Um, it's definitely a, a banging out song. Like I could rock to it. Um, I definitely see where it's coming from. I love Desperado in the movie. I love Selma Hyatt. <laughs> all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it at that because I'm trying not to get as, a X rated as a wanna be when it comes to selling my height. But yeah. That was that was a good one, man. Huh? Good pick. I forgot. I forgot about the movie until you reminded me of that situation when you told me about the your pick and I was like, Oh, that was them. Oh, they were in there. Ah, oh, that was that song. Okay, yeah. It all came back to me. I was like, Okay, we're good. That was a that was a good one. I didn't see that one coming.
2: Yeah, that's Desperato's good movie um yeah the song's pretty fucking rocking too man yeah that's like uh that's that's what i would expect out of brandon to pick a really good following little song lead a song, <laughs> make us think you can't get one uh yeah no, this but, is this is awesome
0: but it was under 10 minutes brandon i, I expect more next time
1: i'm, I'm just oh, saying well you got <laughs> no i think <laughs> mine was <laughs> the longest one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: It was definitely like the longest. I'm like, oh, jeez, here okay, we heaven,
0: go. Heaven seems like it's longer, but maybe it just feels longer. <laughs>
3: I think it feels longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was, like, I was yeah. disappointed it didn't come out in the 70s. So I was like, oh, <laughs> geez, he's going Hollywood on. He did where he came from.
2: <laughs> that kind of like a 70s sound, a little bit. Yeah. Like, it, you know, like Santana, you know?
1: And I still have my CD, that Colossal had CD. So, yeah, it's good stuff. I need to go back and listen to the whole thing.
2: Isn't that great? CD collections—you just find <laughs> this like stuff you haven't heard, right? Yeah, I love that.
1: It's crazy how I have that. Like, I still remember where I went to go buy it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, all like, these years later,
2: <laughs> it's an, it used to be an experience getting music. Now it's like, oh just find it on fucking you know one of the streaming services. Really right. easy. Are these too easy now?
0: Sure. Yep.
3: All
0: right, There. All right. So, anything else you guys want to say about Los Lobos? All right. So, <laughs> Dietrich, you're our final finalist.
3: My final finalist. All right. So, <laughs> I'm um, really
2: semi and so he's yeah. final <laughs> finalist. I got fucking cut. All
3: right. You made it till The Price Is Right. <laughs> So in this particular situation, I was going through my Rolodex so songs that I knew were rocking either a Latino club or rock in a regular club, and I was thinking about all the songs that I thought were bangers. And this particular song itself was one of those that I came across that I used to have in heavy rotation, like crazy, mainly because of the title. So um the song was released in July of 2004. Um, it came from an artist that was relatively unknown. He showed up on Little John's album. Um, like the year before, and then all of a sudden he comes out with the song, which basically took from a sample from Nina Skye's Move Your Body. So if you're not in the dance world or not in like the hip hop world, you like, like, what the hell is that? But, um, that's a song that they came out with, which they originally took the track for Mr. Vegas, um, who was a dance hall, uh, extraordinaire. And then this particular artist, um, actually the artist above him, which was Little John, took that sample, made a track out of it, gave it to this artist. He actually blew up on the spot with it, not only for the song title, but because he actually rocked the raps in it. It was released on his first album by the name of Miami. Um, and the song got to number 32 on the Billboard chart. So it actually put him on the map. For those of y'all who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the artist Pitbull. So the song is cool. Hey, hey. <laughs> I nem também também Um, yes, that's that's what got everything shaking and rocking, and so bottom line is it's his raps are in English, the hook is in Spanish, it's got an infection vibe to it. Um, you gotta bounce to it, and if you don't like bouncing to it, you just don't like it, and it is what it is. No (laughs) problem, but um, I definitely had that in heavy rotation, and it was mixing that Nina Sky in order to bring it back into you know where it was supposed to be. So, um, shout out to Pitbull, and yeah, that's my pick. What do y'all think? I I like.
0: Liked it. It was like you said. It was a good party song. It, it, the thing that threw me, like lyrically, was like the and, and I don't know. Still, how I don't know how I feel about it. But like the whole like, yeah, she's gonna be carried out by paramedics. You're like, oh, what? The, what, what, what are you trying to do here, man?
3: Like, you're trying you're to bang, have,
0: bang, 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 bang. You're trying to have fun. You're not trying to get people carried out by paramedics.
3: Hey, you're <laughs> trying to murder that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all I'm but, <laughs> but yeah, but other than that, yeah, like totally on point, like totally what you want with a bilingual party song. You're like something in Spanish that you don't understand that gets you moving and then something in English that keeps you in, you know. And so th- that's that's why I was kind of kind of why I came up with this theme, because like that's that's the beauty of it. You know, if you don't understand both of it, you can feel the rhythm on one and then feel the lyrics on the other part. So, but yeah.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Yep. What does Kulo mean again? Ass. Oh, Okay. Bodys. Bottom. Saying ass. Yeah, I knew little John was in. He was like, Yeah. That's a that's how I knew <laughs> he was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of ass going on here. Okay. I think this would be good. in like. I definitely would fit in a movie with, like, The Rock or something, you know, like some kind of action movie. This is the kind of, you know, like Tropic Thunder or something. This is the kind of music that's really good for that, those kinds of films. Uh, and if you're going out to the clubs and, you know, just getting wasted and looking for some cool-o, uh Yeah, no, that was great. I, I, do I like
3: that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: not what I would, uh, I'm not going to be like, all right, time for some pit bull and cool. like I'm going to get this day done, you know, but, uh, they came on, you know, could come on in an elevator too, you know, that would work.
3: Man, that would be a rockin ass elevator. I'm gonna say that right now. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna say like, uh, studio 54 or something like that. Mm. Modernized. Yeah. That kind of elevator. All
1: right. Yeah, I kind of want to, like, say, see what I said earlier about Taj's choice, (laughs) but minus the Justin Bieber part, Um, you know, again, great party song if if that's what you're into. And uh, again, if you had to rate it differently because you're not a fan of party songs, it's all right, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not like a big, I'm not a big Pitbull fan. I don't really, I don't, I don't have any feelings one way or the other. Like, I don't, I don't dislike Pitbull, but I don't necessarily like Pitbull. I just, you know, I don't gravitate towards, towards, uh, party music. And I'm, for some reason, I just, I, every time I think of Pitbull, you know, I just, yeah, I don't it makes me think of like the club and always makes me think that I should be hanging out in Miami or something. Um Yeah, you're not a spring break guy. That's no, no, they would actually kick me out, uh <laughs> a spring break. Even when I was a kid, they would've kicked me out. They would've they would have thought I was an informant or something. So uh, we could pull a
2: hangover on you and then you wouldn't know what happened. And you could see the videos later. <laughs> Yeah. Dancing to yeah, I remember,
1: yeah even when i was that age to watch like mtv spring break i'm like that sounds exhausting <laughs> you know. so you know me as a teenager going oh i couldn't do that no uh, so.
2: yeah part of me was like what why are these people so douchey and then i was like oh well they're having fun though there's a lot of ass going on
1: <laughs> yeah yes. Yeah. A song. A song. A song anyway yeah the song itself it's fine i guess
3: uh <laughs> yeah no,
1: <laughs> i don't i don't, I don't have anything by. else to
3: say just a worldwide so <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I can see me wearing a fucking beer hat s singing along the yeah. cool. I so want
3: Brandon. a Kulo hat. Let me find a cool hat. It's going down. I'm telling you that right now. I mean a hat
2: with like a funnel, like beer coming out of it,
3: like in the oh, yeah. fucking beer. Yeah, yeah, you can have that. You have a you have the beer hat. i might have on the Kulo hat. Let's see how much play we get. I'm
2: telling you. Some <laughs> kind of like uh you know, parade or something.
3: All we need yeah, is for Vegas and head down on sixth street, bro. It's going down. That's all oh I'm boy. Saying.
2: That's gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Brandon's coming too. Right. No, nope, I'm not.
0: Brandon <laughs> <laughs> doesn't
3: want <laughs> to come. I'm not going to force him. The only Why, way I we did. can get Why, Brandon Sasha? to
0: come is we got to do a whole neighbor scenario where the party's just next door.
1: <laughs> he he has then, no choice. Yeah, but no even choice. then, I would probably be like, "Turn it down." But <laughs> well, Brandon's
2: got that empty lot. We could just put like a big tent there and get a it down. for a night. <laughs> right.
1: So, even, when I tu- even when I play music for this podcast that I'm not a fan of, I tell myself I need to turn it down. <laughs> <Uloh>. <laughs> You put away that cooler, <laughs>
3: Right. There. All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right.
1: All right. So anything else we want to add before we, uh, we move on here? Okay. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and flip that record and drop the needle on side B. Taj, you had homework for us? I sure did. Um, thank you. Um,
0: so the homework that I had was... Uh, which kind of inspired this whole theme And then it's it's interesting So I'm going kind to of, kind of memory lane some stuff here But um, the album I picked was Selena Dreaming of You So I actually bought the, that album I can't remember when I bought it But I know I owned selena's dreaming of you um crazy thing is i probably bought this album after gloria stefan i probably bought Santana's supernatural and shaman after this one i know at some point i bought um mambo kings (laughs) i never saw the documentary but i had the the cd for mambo i had shaman i I had that cd or i had it Yeah. yeah okay so, but the, so 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 I'm gonna get personal and then I'll get into why I think it's a good album pick. Um, so I grew up in San Fe, New Mexico. Um, Brandon did a good stint there because <laughs> he went to the college there. San Fe is interesting and what makes it unique among other towns is it's mostly Hispanic with white people living there, but the culture, the street names, you know, everything is Hispanic. And, and it there's not really there when I grew up there was like no diversification. There were just you were either Hispanic or you're white and for me, I look like a gringo. I look white. I am half Hispanic but I could never pull it off because I just looked total gringo. so uh, but and so when I was a kid that's kind of why I bought um, you know Gloria Stefan and Selena was because I was trying to get kind of in in touch with that. So Safe, has a lot of mariachi bands. Like the high school has a mariachi band. Like you go to any festival, there's a mariachi band. <laughs> like there's mariachi bands all over the place. Um and so, you know, you grow up with the Spanish music, but then I was trying to expand it. And so um it was, you know, I remember listening to Dreaming of You a couple of times. Coming back to it for this album pick, the, the reason why I went for it was because she, in this, this is her last album. So it came out posthumously three months after her, her death. What's, what's interesting, there's several things interesting, I think. One is her voice, talking album wipes, her voice is amazing. I think, yes, it is stuck. It is a little bit dated. Like some of the tracks are a little bit dated in the 90s. You can totally tell it's a 90s track. But her voice itself, you could almost imagine her going anywhere with that voice. She has an amazing voice because of the versatility of her voice that I think that later albums she would have turned into something totally completely different and so I think that was the direction she was going in uh, before her life was cut short um the uh, the other thing I know I'm kind of losing my train of thought but uh, so the, the other thing I, I want to mention I can't remember what I'm trying to mention anyways the, the, the other thing You're was like, oh, that right no it <laughs> well, yeah the, the other thing that I think kind of that I find really surprising and and I think it, it partially may be due because it was a family band it was like her first movie, like I the Selena movie, I felt like came out really soon, like less than five years, maybe seven years after her death, like her first biography movie came out like right away. <laughs> And then to get ready for this podcast, <laughs> I actually, I normally never binge watch anything. I, I binge watch the Selena series on uh, Netflix <laughs> in two days <laughs> to get ready for this. And it's just what's surprising about me about that is like, she's been dead for almost, om- almost 30 years, but yet she's remained. Posthumously, she's remained uh, iconic. It, not iconic, but like kept in the. Not iconic. You're right. Yeah. I'm, okay. So yeah, I just want to make sure that. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of that's just kind of surprising to to see to see that, and I and I and I think it's just it speaks to the passion that her fans had for her, but especially her family had for her. And so, but yeah, so, and I'm just interested what you guys thought, because I'm not sure if you ever ever listened to Selena beforehand or, or, you know, ever, you know, I'm sure you knew of her, but I'm not sure if you ever listened to an album. So that's why, why I chose chose to pick it as a pick. So.
1: Taj, did you pick your favorite track?
0: Oh, um, so my favorite track and the, the reason why it's my favorite track is, um, Is because it kind of turns into a flamenco. Um, Is, let me go back here. Nope, I'm on the wrong one. On the right one. Okay. Is uh, the, uh, was it God's Child? The Bella Camingo. Like, I love love the whole album. Even the Spanish parts I like. Because Baby Bum Bum is, like, up there. Um, And so, but, uh, you know, even the 90s stuff. Like, it's super 90s. But, like, I still love it. Like, because... I could fall in love, and dreaming of you, like, yeah, it's dated, right. but, like, you feel that passion, but, but yeah, as of right as of right now, it had to be God's child, but, yeah,
3: so. Okay, um, so I'm just going to hop off in there, Now I'm not trying to thank anybody's thunder or anything, I'm just going to speak from my heart. Um, Selena is always going to be the, the global icon that was cut too short. Reason being, she is Jennifer Lopez before Jennifer Lopez became what she is now. She was every bit as, um, charismatic. She was every bit as beautiful. She was every bit the actual singer, not, you know, just harmonizing in a couple of words here and there. She actually had a beautiful voice. And she transcended what, you know, Latin music meant to Latin people into a global. This, you know what I'm saying? That, that everybody could actually listen to her and feel her. They felt the spirit through her music. They felt the vibe that she was coming with. Not only was, you know, the fact that she had the total package, she had the family that, that were backing her up with the music. She had, um, she was coming in singing, um, already listed like disco songs, like on the radio. She blew that out the water. Um, she literally had a style and a voice that would have transcended over into the U.S popular market and you know, we know that the songs were dated because that was when they were recorded, but then they also had to finish up and, and rush the album out. They didn't get a chance to, to change any cuts over. Um, they didn't have a lot of cuts that they could actually add on to based on the fact that she was killed. So in this situation, um, she literally. It, it, this is what I would say. If she would have remained alive, carrying forward, I don't think you would have a Jennifer Lopez in the position that she's in. Because she performed in that movie, that's what really set her apart and made her into the star that that she started to be. But I don't think Selena's like light would have allowed her to shine as bright as she did, because mm-hmm. Selena was just that much more powerful. Um, You know, of course you have other artists, Gloria Esteban and, and Sheila E. and things of that nature that represent their roots and and of the way that they come from, and you're never going to take that away from them. But this is that one that was going to really transcend and take over everything. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to take over one side of music, it's another thing to take over everything. And the fact of how she passed and why she passed was so um detrimental to for me, growing up in Texas, everybody around, like, I was in middle school, I believe. And I, yeah, middle school, when we found out that she had passed. And literally, when I tell you, every kid in the class was crying. And it was like, how are we crying? Now I'm looking back on it, I'm like, how are we crying? But then you understand the power of, of how one person can have over you when you, when you see their rise and you see the actual stardom that's in them. So this particular album was definitely emotional for me just for the fact of, you know, it was hard for me to bash it. I can't bash anything. I don't care how, how late the song or the sound is. I don't care how, um, it doesn't really hold up over time. I don't care about none of that. What I care about is the artist and what she meant to. A whole culture, what she meant to a whole phenomenon of music and crossing genres that that really would have stood the test of time, and it still still the test of time. She's got her own statues. Everybody still got fans of her all around the world. And, you know, my favorite song on the particular album, um, is Bitty Bitty Bumba, Bum, just off top. That is the, the catchiest, most, it, you want to say it's infectious and irritating, but I can't stop listening to it because that was one of those that just, you know, puts you in a happy spirit no matter what was going on in a situation. So that's what I'll say about it. I'll shut up now.
0: Oh, no, you're fine. It, I was, cause I was curious. Cause when I was watching that, the, the Netflix thing, I didn't realize how much she was a part of life in Texas. Cause like, like she grew up in Corpus Christi and then like, like everything. And so in San Antonio, and I was curious because I knew you were, you're a native Texan, like you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was kind of interested to hear what you were going to say about that. Cause I figured
3: you were alive and <laughs> during that time period. And, but yeah. Yep. So. yeah, that was a very hard time. That's, that's the same way as um you know when people found out that you know elvis died it was the same way when we did we did a cover of the day the music died when buddy holly and 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 richie valens and those people died and everybody was crushed with it it's the same way that a lot of people were, were hurt when um michael jackson passed it's like you've got these artists these individuals that like transcend just being a regular star and actually you hold them up on a pedestal and for her star to be cut that short by you know, jealousy envy whatever the situation was it's just like it's crazy it's madness it's madness because she literally would have been that person that you know nobody knows what could have been but we know the star and impact that she was having in text and how what? that was transcending into the world right yeah for sure would you guys
2: you wanna go Brandon or you want me to go?
3: You can go. Oh, okay. I should've went last, my bad. No, you're fine.
2: <laughs> I'm just trying to be courteous to my bros here. Uh let's see. Yeah, no, Selena, that's a big story. I know that the founder the founder of her fan club, Yolanda's uh Selva, Saldivar, Yeah. Like she's still in prison now, which is like, yeah, I mean, deserved. But uh Crazy story, dude. And I think that's part of her popularity. She was only 23. So, like, her popularity would probably boomed, unfortunately, because the person that, like, caused her demise was also helping her sell her stuff. And they had, like, store outlets and stuff like that in San Antonio and Corpus Christi. And they had a lot of stuff going on there. So, I think that's why Dietrich, you, and all the people, like, in Texas and this area, Southwest, and I was in New York. I, I seriously like think that this is like what I heard on the radio all the time in the '90s, and that's what I think. Like Mariah Carey, uh, uh-huh. Miami Saw Machine, you know Gloria Estefan. Gloria had the Miami Saw Machine, so she had like a little bit of a. She had a band too, and then she had a solo career. But like, yeah. I think Selena would have had maybe something more than just what she had. She shouldn't have a chance. 23. I mean, that's crazy, man. But yeah, I think, I think that my, my favorite song is the self-titled dreaming of you. It's the one I remember. And I mean, that's yeah. It that brings me back to like, I think I was like 14 or something. I don't know. Weird how that, like a song like that or an album can bring you back to that point in time. But, uh, that was a different side of the nineties. <laughs> That's not like everything that I liked in the nineties, but yeah, there was a big mix of music in the nineties. And I think for her to be up and coming in 90, was it 95 that she died. So it was like 93 when she was like kind of getting big. Yeah.
0: Well, so the, 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 and that's part of the thing, like I didn't realize as well that uh, like, so she got signed with EMI in late of 1990 uh, of 1989 from then to ninety-five, she released five albums. Yeah, and every every time she did better. So like the the that's a first, lot of albums for that age too. Right. So, yeah. That's crazy but the, man. Yeah. So her her second album went gold, and but the thing was, the goal was always to do American, to do the breakout, to do English. So but it was always like yeah. she did gold, and he's like, nope, you got to do platinum next time. So but like every time they released an album, like it was better the next time. Like they they. You know, there was no slippage. Like it was every time it was better and better and and they were like you know you need to hit right. platinum before you can do an in English and she finally hit platinum and then was like alright now it's time for the English album yeah so she like, was
2: definitely like the golden child her f- big family they're all like pushing her her family and friends were like part of like her production and stuff so it was like that yeah. and it was like Selena you're gonna do it you're gonna do it Selena like that was like they were <laughs> they were just right. pushing her like you can do it well, but well, yeah, like, she her, was totally like the focus of the family she was the golden child she was the money maker and unfortunately some somebody saw it as an opportunity you know
0: yeah i mean her, her brother was, that, her brother was a pretty good producer because yeah like because he Absolutely. came up with some of those songs and had to produce them all and you're like yeah
3: He's- let's get it straight there's only two things that have ever come out of corpus christi that made it down not not the shit on corpus christi but i'm just being honest what and selena
2: So burger is questionable So Selena wins You know what
3: I'm saying saying, She fucking wins over a cheeseburger If you come to Texas you know about Whataburger It's because of Corpus Christi If you come to Texas and you hear about Selena It's because of Corpus Christi But it's Selena all the way Like those are the two things That nobody can ever Take away from Corpus Christi Corpus
2: Christi gets hit by hurricanes
3: She was the hurricane She was the hurricane at the time
2: she totally was man and and that's yeah that was a different place in the 90s i wish i could go back in time and be in texas in the 90s what was that like (sighs) interesting (laughs) so (laughs) well actually i was here in the 90s but it was the late 90s so what am i talking about it was like three years after she died and damn all right all right i'm aging myself okay (laughs)
0: What, what do you think brandon
1: yeah, so you know, I, I definitely am familiar with Selena. Um, I lived in—I moved to Texas in 1988, uh, and then I we moved, I think, in 1996. But I mean, I grew up in Fort Worth, and I wasn't too familiar with Selena. I do remember when she passed away, but I wasn't familiar with her music. Um, and you know, it's—I think it's mainly because you know, I had my head in a cave. And, uh, you know, it, and, and I was listening to some pretty crap music, I'm pretty sure around that time. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I do remember when she died. I do remember, you know, I, I remember it being a, a big, big news here in Texas. Um, but I, I you know, it, I, I definitely, it did, I, I didn't, it didn't connect with me or resonate with me just because I wasn't familiar with her other you know it's it's a a senseless tragedy for sure um and i i do remember when this album came out and those songs like the two big songs are dreaming of you and uh what's that first one the uh loving you something Mm like that um i could fall in love Yeah, those were a heavy rotation, for sure. You know, like on Kiss FM. Um, (laughs) So, and, you know, and I don't think I appreciated them at the time, for sure, just because I wasn't a big fan of, you know, artists like Mariah Carey and stuff. And and listening to the album for this episode, because I had never listened to the whole album, I only knew a few songs uh, by her. Listening to the album, I definitely felt that it, 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 I mean, it, it's, it's such a tragedy. I mean, because, you know, some of the music is not necessarily for me. It's definitely a product of its time. You don't like Dreaming of You. But but it's still a good song. You know, these are st- they, they were still great songs. And she had the chops and and like Dreaming of You could be a Mariah Carey song you know like she could have exploded and became something huge and it's it's so senseless and it's and it's ridiculous that we didn't get to see her blossom into the superstar that she could have become um you it's you feel it you feel it in the whole album you know like you just know that she was destined to become become bigger than she already was you know she was poised to become become the next big thing and and like I said, the the, the whole blueprint of the album is just it, you feel it the whole time you're listening to it. So and what I guess what I'm trying to say is like I actually really enjoyed the album. Um, again, like you know some of these songs, I, I think I appreciate them more now than I did back in '95 when I heard them. Um but but they're very well crafted pop songs and uh and I really enjoyed the the bilingual songs quite a bit. Um and, and the Spanish songs. Um yeah, it's just yeah, you listen to it and it just like I say, it breaks my heart to think that something like that happened to her and it never should've it never should have it never should have taken place. And um and I really enjoyed too on the, at least on the album on Spotify, there's like a 17, 18 minute, uh, interviews with family and, and band members talking about their favorite tracks and talking about making the album. And I found that really, uh, inspiring and, and helpful for this podcast and helped paint a, a pretty good picture of who she was. And, uh, you know, just, yeah, it's just. A bright star. And, um, yeah, so I, I really did enjoy it. Um, and if I had to pick a song, hands down, uh, I just want to make sure I say it right is, uh, is God's Child by La Camingo. That song is incredible. Incredible song. Like I would have picked that song as my favorite bilingual song because I had never heard it before, or at least I felt like I hadn't. And right away, like I'm listening to the other artists on there. I'm like, that sounds a lot like David Byrne from talking head. And then I looked into it and it was David Byrne and he wanted to work with her and they did two different versions, one in English and one in Spanish, at least her, her part of it. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, that song's incredible. And, and she, I mean, the collaboration, they recorded it like a month or two before, she, before she, she was killed and uh i yeah i just i think that song's so great and dreaming of you is, is a great song too and um yeah man i i really did like it i i i was really surprised like i've never seen the movie all the way through um you know i've never had a deep dive you know with selena but i really really liked it and uh yeah i'm, I'm rambling but i just i wish i wish we could have seen what could have been so,
2: yeah. That's true, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, she was like an icon, and it's way too fucking young. I like God's Child too. I think that's my second favorite. It's got a different vibe, but, like, man, I don't know what it is. Like, she, she's, she's a Hispanic singer, and she's, like, seeming bilingual and singing Spanish in some of the songs, but... And she captivated everybody. Everybody loved her music. And yeah, like you said, I think you hit it nail on the head. Mariah Carey, like she could have been like a Mariah Carey. And I think she kind of already was, which is crazy, man. She only, yeah. only at 23. It's kind of like young artists today that have done their thing since they were like teens, you know?
0: Yeah. Wait, and <laughs> but, plus, another thing I kind of wanted to circle back to was like that Technocumbia one. Like that song. Yeah. Th- th- it's so it, that song seems more future for its time seems more futuristic than the, the other songs are outdated because you can see a clear line from techno cumbia to rigatone like that. Like you could see where the roadmap was going with the music uh, with that song. And so the, considering that she was on the trend, let yeah, it's, it's just crazy because you can oh, she, see, yeah, yeah it, it's not like she was oblivious to where that the roadmap of the music was going for that era. But yeah, she was
2: a big fan of Madonna, too. So, like, you could see, like, yeah. I could see that big time and yeah. the, the production that she could have made and like. I think that she was like probably like a protege of someone like Madonna. You know how Britney Spears kind of like followed her and I think she would have done the same thing, but in a better way. I think she's better in some ways than like a Britney Spears or some of the other pop artists that I'm not dogging them, just saying that she's captivating people by like Brandon's point, working with people like David Byrne. What the fuck? That's awesome, dude. It doesn't get cooler than that. So when
0: the the other the other kind of side piece I just wanna bring out is like it's crazy that it mentions it. Uh but it's like she actually ran into Beyonce when Beyonce was young. Like a little foreshadowing. And, and, that's crazy. Yeah. Man. I mean you're just like that's yeah, that is totally like crazy. But yeah. Fuck this world <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. No, it's a good world. They're just bad things happen sometimes. But but great music. Great music for sure. So <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't reverse
2: a bit. No, so. oh, that's true. This isn't uh, a one
0: <laughs> That's true. All right, so I I think I think I talked enough about Selena. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening to it. So I know it's kind of a weird, it, you know, it you, it's kind of a weird like I'll try and separate the album from the person, but not really because it's all tied in together, but. Thank you for bearing with me on that.
2: (laughs) Oh, dude, this is like, you accidentally picked a good album.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking about that, Brandon. Yes.
1: Do you have some homework for us (laughs) next week? Yeah, speaking of another good album. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What? No, I said Dreaming of You was a good album, and I'm saying I have another good one to follow. Oh, I got you. Yeah, dude.
2: Uh, Anyway... Yeah, yeah so you're like, oh, I'm gonna dog him. See, it was a good, good check
1: Yeah, man, I, I thought it was clear when I said what I said about the album. <laughs> <I think laughs> I think we are like all in gosh. agreement. We enjoyed it. No, no, no yeah. never mind. I get what you're going for. I'm surprised yeah,
2: okay. too, man. I'm surprised too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um Yeah. Your homework for next episode. Uh, it's it's a little bit different. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a big fan of this filmmaker. He also happens to be a composer and the artist is John Carpenter. And the album I actually picked is from 2017. It's called Anthology Movie Themes, 1974 to 1998. And I could have picked like a specific album from one of his movies, but this is a fun one. It has all the themes from his movies from 74 to 98. They're all uh, like new versions of his themes that he did with his band. And, uh, it's just a treat. I'm very curious to see what your favorite, favorite track is going to be. Or if there's not any track that you like, and if there's not a track you do like, then, um, you know, just don't say anything. So, um, anyway. Yeah. So the album is anthology and from 2017. And the artist is John Carpenter. So.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. This has been Choice Tracks. You can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com yeah, or Email
2: or, us. Please email us. We want to hear from you.
0: <laughs> right. Or uh, find this on our website of choicetracks.com Both of those end with a Z. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj.
3: I'm Brandon.
1: Yeah!
3: I'm Damon. <laughs> cool, <though. laughs> we're gonna pick up the needle but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks